0: Hello, and welcome to the Student Ministry Conversations Podcast with your hosts, Brent Aiken, David Pruitt, and Russell Martin. This podcast is all about equipping, encouraging, and inspiring youth pastors weekly with topics that are brought to the table by youth pastors from all over the world. And now, here's your host for this week, Brent Aiken. If this is your first time listening to us, we want to welcome you and invite you over to our website, studentministryconversations.org, where you can find all of our previous episodes, show notes, and blog articles. Our goal is that you're inspired, encouraged, and the things that you hear on this podcast can equip you to be a better student pastor for the church you're serving in. Today, we are sitting down with David Earls. David is the youth pastor at Broadview Baptist Church in Abilene, Texas. And we will be sitting down today to talk about an interesting topic, um Jesus, history, and Technology, and how all that goes hand in hand. Um, super, super excited for y'all to hear this conversation. And without further ado, here's my conversation with David. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, my name is Brent Aiken. If you've been listening for a while, hopefully you know who I am, but if not, we wanted to welcome you uh thank you for being a part of listening on this show today i'm sitting down with david earls uh we are both youth pastors in abilene texas um and david has a pretty awesome uh, conversation for us today but before we do any of that david why don't you go ahead and tell us who you are a little bit about yourself anything you want to share
1: all right well it's so uh so good to be here uh, i've just been enjoying Brent as he's been my mentor really since I started ministry and he's kind of been helping me uh, see that you know how to handle a lot of the issues that come with uh, youth ministry um, to kind of start off uh, I'll go back a little bit to where my uh, where I was born which is Uganda is uh, in East Africa and I came to America when I was 10 I was adopted by a missionary who's uh, who's actually from Stanford Texas which is about an hour from abilene uh, she went to acu and then uh you know god god led her into missions and then uh it wasn't until 2003 that uh me and her found each other and uh she's been teaching me about jesus ever since and i've been uh learned you know falling in love with him and 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 the word more each each year that i've been with her and um and and this is where it's gotten me into ministry and it's not you know it wasn't my first choice that I you know went to college for kinesiology and then uh then uh I was doing economics at, at the end of it <laughs> so so it was a it was a big uh change but the the thing that stayed the same was that um I got to learn um where my faith was and uh from that I I had a lot of questions that I I wanted answered it took me down a lot of rabbit holes but uh but at the end of it I I realized that you know takes faith to, to, to believe in uh, who Jesus said he was and uh, what he did on the cross for us. And it's uh, something that just caught, you know, uh, like, uh, like Elijah says, his bones were on fire and uh, he couldn't hold it in. He had to tell somebody. And that's what really took over me um, as, as, uh, as my, you know, my interesting background being from Uganda, being adopted by a missionary has given me a very unique, and different perspective on, uh, on, on this whole Christian journey. So, um, and, and I'll kind of share my testimony in there, but in college, uh, you know, I was that that was my faith. My mom adopted me when I was in, the, in Uganda, and, and I just grew up in the, you know, the church bubble. And then coming to Abilene, you know, that's the Bible Belt. So I was really secure. People were telling me what I needed to hear. And then when I go to college, just the opposite, you know, people, there's different beliefs, there's different uh, thoughts on where that people go and who deserves to get into where. So, that was a really hard uh, hard thing to, for me to process at that time, but uh, uh, but what happened is the the way I acknowledged it was that I just kind of surrendered, I gave up because I was like, there's so many questions. I want everybody to get into heaven. You know, it's just like that sense of justice that you know better than God, like hey this person needs to go to heaven too God. like but uh, but after doing my uh, research, I, I gave up. I didn't find all the answers I needed so I I gave up and I told God hey like you're real and I know that if you're real that you reveal yourself to me and um, that led me to a passage in Job 33 where uh, you know Job had been asking all these questions just like I had I had been and he was going through so much in his life that you know he had accusers that were telling him hey you you're doing this this is why you you're in this certain situation. And, uh, you know, Paul, uh, but Job was like, no, actually, uh, I haven't done anything to, to be in this situation. And uh, it was over reading those passages and Job as a whole that I saw that God came down in that you know that cloud of, uh, of thunder and he was t- talking to Job and asking him questions. And so he was like, "How? where were you at the foundations of the earth How, when I was doing all these incredible things? Things and you know talks about you know stretching out the you know the universe and the shapes of things that um people wouldn't have known and so when Job kind of was stunned and he was like whoa you know like uh i can't answer all these but you're the one that did you, you, you designed this whole world so intricately and so perfectly that uh it's not up to me to answer all those so I'm, he gave up too and that was like kind of the same feeling i felt Job had he just surrendered his, uh, his intellect, his, um, his uh, understanding, all these different things. And uh, he let God be God. And so that was the beginning of my faith, my, my personal faith, and is that not, everything wasn't answered, but I had faith that God had the answers if we kept on seeking him and uh, desiring to know him more each, each day. And uh, that, that, that started the, the ball rolling for me finally, Jumping into youth ministry, uh, which I've been part of for seven months now
0: yeah, that's awesome, and I would say that even though seven months has happened, yeah. you are pretty experienced and wise for the seven months that you've had oh. in but <laughs> Thanks, with that man. being said i wanted to I wanted to stop on one thing you said, and it really yeah. stuck out to me. you said i couldn 't find all the answers that made me fit, yeah. so I gave up and surrendered. And yeah. I think that's one of those things that like, man, talk about a, a battle within our culture right now mm-hmm. is we have so many people looking for answers or making answers that make their way work instead mm-hmm. of saying, Hey, these answers don't work. Yeah. I, there's nothing else I can do, but surrender. What a, what a fantastic yeah. way to say that that was really, really cool. And I well, love, you. I mean, Job, Job is one of my favorite uh, mm-hmm. books just for the sake of, um, we are we are literally we can't hold a candle when it comes yeah. to the knowledge and the understanding and the wisdom that God has. And mm-hmm. um, there's a uh, quick side note. There's a song that I love um, by uh, the Ghost Ships, um, and it, it's they literally do like Job's response or like Job's like petitioning to God and God's response in a song. Hmm. And then at the very end of the song, it says, I spoke of things. I do not understand things too wonderful for me. Although I had no right to ask my God knelt and answered me. Um, And it's just one of those things like that state of humility, that state of openness to not being right all the time um, (laughs) is a powerful place to be. And so um, while that could be a fantastic topic in and of itself right there, and we could probably talk for another hour there, that is not your topic today. Um, And I'm super interested (laughs) on this topic, especially with the history that you have, Mm -hmm. um, because you wanted to sit and talk about history of Jesus and technology. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to basically talk a little bit about Um, how Jesus and technology have intertwined in the past and Mm -hmm. what it is going to look like in the future but go ahead and explain a little bit more of what you mean by your topic
1: yeah so uh you know like you were saying um, these three things might seem completely different which they are themselves but to understand each one uh uh, to its full uh, measure I feel like uh you know doing a little understanding of what history is, you know, the the, how our cultures were shaped and built throughout time, and then understanding technology and the tools that were used to shape uh, the cultures and the times um, will help us get a grasp of, uh, of what Jesus, uh, how we how we can be Christians in that in that era, like so uh, to an example is like the printing press or the whenever um, in the in the Renaissance period uh, that was a huge thing for christians that you know the bible could be mass produced and people could uh, even read in different languages um, and so it was the traditional for to have a priest be able to read whatever whatever was in front of them even way past that when the pharisees and the scribes they were the ones with the education and the knowledge of the scripture so they were the ones reading it and it became more of a oral tradition that was passed down but now, when you look at the uh, uh, printing press and you see that they uh, had the tools, the technology, that was a sort of technology at the time that was un- people were unfamiliar with, but it opened the gate for the gospel to spread like wildfire, even though, yes, it was spreading already, and, but this allowed people it's to spread quicker and further, and then also to deepen the understanding of that individual Christian. So they didn't have to now wait till Sunday to hear what you know what James Ford said, or what uh, what was in Matthew and how those related to each other, they could actually go and do their own personal study because they had the word in front of them, and so I believe that uh, when you, you so that's history that's Renaissance the time and history, the technology being the uh, uh, printing press, and then the the whole reason for it to be useful and purpose of it is to spread the kingdom, to to bring the the world uh, to the knowledge of who Christ is, and so that's why I wanted to bring this topic up and those three things because we can, if we can find that connection throughout time, how these three things have been linked together, we can therefore we can see how these things will st- stay linked together in the future, and one of the things I really want to emphasize. Uh, Especially for the youth, is the fear that is being uh, pushed. uh, For uh, people are there's a lot of fear about AI because it's it's uh, unknown and it's something that's we we can't see what's behind the the machine really, and that's the scary part is that we can't see like there's there's algorithms, there's different uh, mechanics going on, but and then it'll it'll pop out a result. And so people are fearful of like, what is it thinking? How much can it think? What, what is it gonna do once it can think for itself? You know, all these different fears. And I believe if we can understand what the history, the technology itself, and then Jesus, that's the, obviously the cornerstone that uh, puts those things together. Then we can have a peace of mind to where uh, as a Christian, as believers, how we can use these tools. And then also um, uh, why we shouldn't worry about uh, if it does go out of control or if there's things that we don't understand about it later on
0: man i don't know i i've seen iRobot one too many times yeah no i know, to, I know uh, man. <laughs> uh, but no i i I, th- I definitely think it's an interesting topic and one of the things that i definitely i mean like you said it's it's the history of technology i'm sure that there are people that back in the renaissance when they or when uh the printing press was made back i mean with with any technological advancement there's always been Mm -hmm. people for it and there's always been people against it and so um it almost takes a time of navigation and a time of discussion Mm -hmm. um and then there's always the early adopters and then there's always the late bloomers um and so i think that goes across the board though um and how I think the main purpose and the main use of technology across time has always been, I mean, you can use it for good or you can use it for evil. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. And the thing, I mean, same premise with uh, a lot of people are like, well, money's evil. It's like, no money, like money's a fantastic thing. Yeah. yeah, Like, but the use of it can Mm -hmm. be good or the use of it can be evil. And so how do we take the knowledge of history that we have Mm -hmm. Um, with technology and the advancements of the kingdom and the advancements Mm -hmm. of church and everything else how do we take that and walk into the future of technology with Mm -hmm. the correct and positive mindset
1: yeah that's a great question and yeah like you said literally a lot of people will quote the bible saying you know money is the root of all evil and that's even been a tagline in the secular world like money is the root of all evil but uh, the truth is, it says that the love of money, right? <laughs> it's the love of money that's the root of all evil, and that's really pretty much for everything. The love of anything can lead to evil because we we we've idolat uh, we put it. It's an idolatry to us, and we put it above God, and so uh, that's um, that's can be the root of all evil, and that could be anything. So, but. um, uh, for uh, first, the first step to really having the peace of mind and advancing into uh, the, this new age in the technology and the, how, how AI will Im- improve the uh, overall well being of, of, uh, of humanity um, is to study it and to understand what it actually is doing, uh, the different things going on. The, uh, and then the number one thing is the safety, the safety behind it all, because uh, even though uh, I am a advocate for AI, and I believe that it can be used for good. I do understand uh, the importance of the safety uh, concerns for it. And over uh, the past few months, uh, it's been like a, a tsunami that's been uh, coming over the the uh, a whole understanding of economics, healthcare, uh, even literature. You know, these these chatbots are able to produce. Like really well written uh, essays uh, for for colleges and you know act as as professors. So it's really it's it's a really hard thing for people to grasp because it's coming so quick. Nobody was ready for it, but the people that were right, the people that had been kind of saying this for the past five, ten years, uh, are prepared and they're they're and they're the ones at the at the front of the line trying to make sure it is safe and that there's regular, uh, there's a uh, regulatory measures put on them. Um, so just as they are doing, I believe as as Christians, we should be at the front of the security, the safety, uh, the privacy, all these different things that um, would give us that peace of mind. Um, but we shouldn't overlook the the uh, effectiveness it can have on how we do our Bible studies or the if the questions we even ask uh, in these chat bots or of these different uh, AI systems that are that should be able to help us improve our understanding of what the word is and how to connect it all. Uh, I don't see a, any difference from it being like a Google, like when people do Google searches all the time about different types of uh, scripture, different types of articles and different people. And, uh, you know, it helps us get a, um, a, a better view or a bigger picture of what's going on in the world. And so that's the same thing with AI. It's just going to be a little, little higher level. Uh, but same t- same thing with like the internet. Then we need to have security. If we just have anybody be able to like hack into your computer, no matter what it can do, then it's not going to be any use because somebody else is seeing your information, uh, manipulating your information. So if we can get that safety down for AI and all the, you know, make sure it's being regulated by the government, and there's like, you know, uh, high the, the best quality uh, systems, technology in place to, to, uh, to basically keep away the people that would want to do harm to the system itself and manipulate it, the code and all these different things that make it what it is. If we can keep those people away and ha- have it in trusted people's hands. Then uh, on the other side of that, it's just really cool ways that we can uh, immerse and engage the, uh, the audience and bring the gospel to uh, different different people in the world.
0: No, I, I think that's it's super important. And I I definitely think that there has to be some kind of checks and balances when we get into this age. But how does the church specifically go mm-hmm. about I well I I guess there's a few questions I can ask here. Yeah. Um first off um we've talked a little bit about how the role of technology has spread Christianity with the Bible mm-hmm. being translated and mass produced and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Um and that single-handedly is probably one of the biggest advancements technologically in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um but then we jump into the world of hey, we got to where like phones were a thing. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah. you know, phone phones were a huge technological advancement, even for ministry sake, because the ability to communicate and connect with each other got greater. Then mm-hmm. we had text messaging, then we had social media. And yeah. now a lot of people look at social media. Um, I mean, looking back 20 ish years ago, it was like, oh, hey, like social media is the devil don't get on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of thing like that. And Now it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I mean, our, our churches on Facebook, we have online campus pastors, we have Mm -hmm. all these different things. And now we see the beauty of how it can be used efficiently for the church. Mm -hmm. And obviously the next step of technology, as we've been talking is AI. How do you see the church using AI in a beneficial structure Mm -hmm. for, um, ministry advancement?
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be, uh,
0: the fun the fun part is figuring
1: out how it's going to uh increase our engagement and the truth is that we have we 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 can't even scratch the surface right now on what it'll be able to do for uh the ministry, the, the church as a whole because ai is still not very well known like the that's the scary part and the exciting part of it it's that there's not it's like, what is it? Be, what is the limit to it? What is it be? What would it be able to do? Um, so, one of the things in church, though, I think it would be able to do is like, as a youth pastor, I'm, you know, spending a lot of time doing a lot of research, doing a lot of preparing, um, and then make trying to make my presentations engaging and uh, simple and understanding. And so, one of those things I feel like it's going to cut a lot of that time out. Of, of doing, a, a, you know, we'll still do the research, and maybe it won't be that our research time is cut, but maybe how the depth of our research is deeper, because of the answers it's giving us. If so, if you go to uh, the Chat GPT, and you're uh, and you're able to ask it um, this a summary of a theological uh, book, and and then you know you might not have not had time to read it in that week or two weeks that you were preparing for this, uh, sermon, uh, but you're able to kind of go through it, get the, get the summary of it. And then you have that, that pocket of information. And then, uh, so research is going to be cut in half. And then the, it, the engagement part is that the sc- yeah, like it's scary because, uh, youth pastors and pastors are usually doing a lot of you know, five different things. Just try to get it together. Well, now you're gonna be able to have an assistant, an AI assistant that'll be able to kind of do a lot of the presentations, do a template layout, a lot like Canva already does. You know that that uh, that's helped me out a lot. But in the grand scale of things, it's gonna be able to give us accurate. Uh, precise, and then we can go over it and be like, man, this is something I would have done, or this is something that a real human being would have done, and once you can't distinguish those things, you can kind of go in there, edit it a little bit more, um, and then, you know, mass produce it, and what we want, though, is, as a church, is to have, for each individual to kind of have the same process, kind of have the same ability to go to their computer, uh, uh, ask, Ask this uh, chatbot any questions, and then uh, have the person be confident that this is given a, a you know accurate theological statements and doctrine, instead of like trying to appease to the whole you know five uh, all the religions in the world and saying you know it's not my opinion if this happens, but if we can get the the church to understand how to communicate with these chatbots, ask it the right questions, and it'll be able to kind of uh, help. Uh, grow their, their knowledge in the Bible. Um, I, one, one, one thing I was doing is, like, I was trying out one of the chat bots and I was asking it, like, you know, the different religions, what they are, and then they will give me like Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam. And uh, then I would ask it information on each section uh, of each, about each religion. And they'll be able to pop out, you know, really fast answers, and I can ask it, hey, elaborate on that a little bit more. And it'll go into deeper analysis of those uh religions. But it's not, you know, and then uh I, then i would say, okay, let's go to Christianity. How does Christianity compare to these religions? Or what's the similarities and differences? And then you just go and you know, you could Google this before, and then there's there'll be like 10 different articles with 10 different things and uh, you know, some, some articles you wouldn't trust, some you would, but now you have this chatbot that kind of gives you pretty good answers that you would have taken a few five hours to find and given them right there and then. So now you have a chance to dive in deeper on uh, different topics like that. And it's not that it's giving you an opinion, it's giving you facts about whatever you're asking, but it's important for you to know, to be rooted in the Bible uh, well enough to know like, okay, it just said that Uh, Paul was the one that denied Jesus three times, but you know the Bible says it was Peter. So knowing that information, you'd be able to kind of discern, okay, this AI still has a lot of work to do, but if you understand the scripture, and the thing is that a lot of uh, Christians and pastors have been testing this out, and have even been shocked about how accurate these things are, even from the flow of, uh, if they said, hey, write me a sermon on the Sermon on the Mount, and it's going to be able to produce a well-written, almost uh, somebody that just came out of seminar had just written it, and it, it would be satisfactory, fa- satisfactory for the pastor to go out and preach it. Um, and then you know, people would say, "Well, we can't just have AI replacing our servants, which is correct. Uh, I just think it'll be able to force the pastors if that's you know if that was if that's their mode of working to force them to. Give give the give it a sermon something new, get dive in deeper to a certain subject. Now that the AI could do this, why why can't you go further? Why can't you dive in deeper and give? Because people can now just go in and type in well, however they feel. Hey, I'm feeling like this. Give me a sermon on how you know the Bible can make me feel better. They can do that. So as pastors, youth pastors, everybody's going to have to really sit down with this and realize okay. I know we're not gonna be taken out of a job because there's something special about human humans speaking the word, right? So what is it that I'm gonna to have to do to kind of improve and um, give it something uh, different than what the AI chatbot is doing? And obviously, I don't think that's, that should uh, take away from prayer, like there's something you pray about and uh, and not try to keep it traditional and force it away like this isn't like you were saying earlier like oh the ai is evil we can't touch it but because then if you do that then you're at risk for just being left behind by society and it's not that society is driving this it's that we need to be ahead of this so we can be the so the christian values could be the ones that lead this next frontier but if we allow the world to dictate where AI takes us then we're going to be the ones that are kind of following behind. And then we would have a good reason to be scared because all the input, all the information being poured into this AI system and the, and the data being poured into it is gonna be anti-Christian. It's gonna be, or it's not gonna be accurate Christianity. And it's, yeah. it's always gonna be something that uh, might lead us astray. But if we can be grounded in the Bible, we can be grounded in uh, the values and morality and ethics of what a Christian is. And instead of being afraid, we jump ahead of this. And then we can have more of a, uh, a say so in how um, AI is developed.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I would definitely say that there's a lot of people that would probably play devil's advocate of like, you know, if you use Chat GPT, Chat, then like, you know, that is completely cutting out the um, inaccessory ability mm-hmm. of the spirit because you're not yeah. allowing the spirit to lead you. And I don't think I don't think in any way you're saying, Mm -hmm. hey, like for your lesson on Wednesday, I'm going to go talk about evangelism Wednesday, like an hour before the service. I'm going to get on chat GPT, write me a sermon about (laughs) evangelism. That's not what you're saying at all. But at the same time, um, what a what a remarkable um, advancement in technology, because Mm -hmm. especially old school um, pastors. You go into a pastor's um, study and they have walls of books of commentary and books and everything like that. But what if you had the ability to access all of those commentaries, all of the Mm. um, information that is in a thousand different books that are on your bookshelf Mm -hmm. in a matter of seconds where you could just say, hey, I need some biblical commentary regarding joshua five yeah yeah uh, or whatever and it is able to construct that and put it in front of you in a matter of seconds Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a like let the let chat gbt do it for you it's allow Mm -hmm. technology to help you do ministry better and do ministry more efficiently and a lot of people are like well no i'd rather get my hands dirty i'd rather do all this and stuff like that yes i to to an extent i agree but at the same time um I'm also a firm believer that a pastor shouldn't be behind his desk. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the, the less time that we have to spend preparing, the less time that we have to spend working on um, our lesson, what Mm -hmm. might have taken us four hours. If we can shrink that to two hours and still have just as um, a spirit guided and quality sermon, In a matter of two hours, then man, I mean, we are absolutely, we are absolutely going to do, um, we're going to have more time to do other things, whether that be Mm -hmm. with your family, whether that be, um, Speaking to other people, whether that be um, being an active participant in staff conversation and staff unity, mm-hmm. um, challenging your staff to do more, to do better, be more efficient in what they do, all that, all that stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't think anybody will argue that freeing up time isn't a good thing because yeah. it allows you to use that time for other things. And I know a lot of pastors that will write their sermons at home. Um, to get away from the church, because at the church, it's really, Mm -hmm. really hard to sit down and do a sermon because there's people coming into your office, there's phone calls, there's people, just um, everything. Mm -hmm. And so if I take my sermon home and I spend six hours at home writing a sermon that I could finish in two with the help of technology, that opens up four hours of family time. Yeah, That opens up four hours of me being able to do something else that is still beneficial, that is still an opportunity for um, either relationship building or family enrichment or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, there's just opportunities there. And I think, um, looking at the advancements in technology and saying, Oh, Hey, this is a, this is a bad thing. We shouldn't touch this. As you said, I think that's negligence. Mm -hmm. Um, we need to be out on the forefront of this and saying, Hey, how can we make this work? How can we use this to benefit, not only our congregations but our communities the people that we come in contact with on a regular basis Mm -hmm. um i think it's super important and i'm not gonna lie uh when i when we started this conversation i literally pulled up chat gpt on another screen (laughs) and i said hey i need questions (laughs) for a podcast about history of technology in the church and i used two or three of the questions for this podcast yeah but it's just one of those things like yeah um why not try? Yeah, I, I do think that there needs to be some discernment. Yeah. I do think that there needs to be some um boundaries. I do think there needs to be some um spiritual mentor conversations in this yeah. because I think yeah. it is something that, like you said, it, it can be a rabbit hole where you jump yeah. down really, really quickly and you're like, "Oh, this is amazing." And if you don't have anybody to say, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa whoa whoa, yeah. like you're, yeah. you're 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 sinking. um yeah.
1: yeah
0: then like you, you,
1: you, you been on YouTube, man,
0: yeah, people, 100%. people get on there and,
1: and it's kind of, it has all this information, like anything you ever want, but if you don't filter it, like you're saying, yeah, without
0: filter. a doubt. Yeah, that's good. And that's, I mean, it's, it's super important because when you get into those things and this is honestly more of a conversation point for this topic than just doing another episode mm-hmm. and it's technology in general, whether you're using social media right now or whether you're looking into AI. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the core group of discernment um, players in your life, yeah, where you don't have people that are readily speaking um, wisdom and discernment into your decision making and your upbringing, then yeah. you're you need to get that now, mm-hmm. because the the these I guess the potential scary thing of technology is that you're also coming into a world where it's easier and easier just to find an answer on your own. Yeah. And not worry about the counsel of other people.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, yeah. I mean, there, scripture time and time again, a wise person seeks counsel, a fool yeah. speaks immediately. Yeah. Um, and so we need to really, really be careful. And more than anything, we have to set up ourselves and we have to teach our students mm-hmm. um, to embrace the counsel of people when stepping into these new endeavors because sometimes they might be fantastic. I mean, gosh, for for instance. I mean, who like there's so many different like technological advancements that you can look at just within the church that are mm-hmm. like I'm sure someone spoke out and said, "Man, this is a bad idea. Don't do it." But then other people are like, "No, hey, we're going to do this, but I want you to I want you to tread lightly and be careful." Yeah, um, yeah. and like now there's tech, I mean, the Bible app, for instance, like, yeah, yeah I'm sure that yeah. someone was like, no, we don't need to put the Bible on, on yeah. the, on a phone, like keep, stuff it, like keep that, it in that, the hands. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. like widespread access, I, I, there was something the other day, uh, that the Bible app is on like more than 20 million devices or mm-hmm. 200 million devices or something like that. I mean, yeah. it was mind blowing, but it's like, you know, I I guarantee you some of those probably didn't have a Bible at home. Yeah. <laughs> and so just the technological advancement and like ability of that. But I'm sure when like Life Church was making the Bible app, I'm mm-hmm. sure that there were people that were like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, or yeah. like, hey, this could go really, really bad. But this, I see the benefit of this too. Let's tread mm-hmm. carefully kind of thing. Yeah, that's big. Um, Yeah. But like what, what an advancement. So, I mean, like Mm. if we look at chat GPT or AI or anything like that to that regard is like, you know, how can we globally enhance the ministerial ability of pastors across the world? Like, I mean, shoot, that's huge. Yeah. And that's
1: exciting. That's an exciting feature we we have to look forward to Uh, just like Zoom, right? Like, uh whenever the pandemic hit, those churches that had been willing to, you know, try out Zoom, you maybe, you know, they might not have had a forced, forced uh, online service, but they were, you know, making sure they do it here and there throughout the week for people that might have not had access to it. But people that were willing to uh, allow this Zoom technology to come in when the pandemic hit, they were the ones ready and they were the ones that probably saw the least amount of decline in their church yeah. uh, because they were able to jump on this new thing and get moving with it, see the benefits of it. And even still after COVID is gone, they're still using this tool. And so yeah. imagine if COVID never happened, a lot of churches would have been missing out on, on something like this. Sure. So, and so, you know, that's, that's something that comes along though. Like some, some, sometimes our hands are forced but uh, I think it's all like just part of discernment. Um, the, uh, one story, actually, I wanted to bring up um, was like uh, Elijah, you know, and you know this new technology is bringing this one thing I want to talk about. But this new technology is going to bring in some uh, re- some really hard questions, some very complex questions. This is one reason I want us to get ahead of this. Because there's going to be a lot of questions that are coming up that only Christians have the answer to, uh, like consciousness. What is like, uh, what what makes a person a person, right? And I believe that um, Christians have a solid answer for that. You know, we if we have a soul. You know, we have we, uh, God breathed into Adam, and so that there's something that separates us from the animals themselves. They're biological, just like us. So what's different from animals and us is that we have that soul. And if we look at, um, if we look at robots, there's, it's man creating self, man in its image, right? So we're, we're giving, uh, especially if you're a non-believer, this is really dangerous for non-believers. So the things I'm talking about, it's like for non-believers that are building this. So they don't believe in in anything. They don't believe that there's life after death. They believe that you can extend life. You know, why not live till 200 if technology allows it? And so, um, and then why not copy our brains, like our the data in our brains, because it's basically the same thing. And why not just transport it to, or uh, transfer it to another body, a robot body that can live for however long it, it is. Um, and then why not, you know, Genetically modify this and that, you know. So these things are going to, like, especially in the healthcare business, these things are going to be so easy for people to to be able to do. Uh, and one 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 example is uh, there's this guy who has he invented uh, AlphaGo, which is uh, the AI that beat um, a player in uh, Go, right? And it's just like chess, a little bit more complicated than chess, but. You know that there's an AI that beat a chessboard and everybody went crazy. And there's an AI that beat Alpha Go, which is which was really crazy. And then now uh, that per- that that same company that um, created those AIs has created an alpha fold which goes in into the, the healthcare business into biology and helps the um, engineers there kind of take what takes about five years to do, which is to kind of map out a, a protein, the shape of protein, all these medical terms that have involved into it. But this is a really big step that helps people make vaccines, test the vaccines and then, you know, but this time to test those vaccines and approve it, make sure it's safe all that took about five years. And I mean, but this, this company and has been already been recognized. It's already been, it's being used by uh, professionals all around the world but it's able to do it in like a matter of minutes. So what, so they, they're able to do what took five years in a matter of minutes. And I, and it's not just like, oh, it can pop, pop out a faster answer. No, this is something that is gonna help, you know, create vaccines for a lot of people in a short amount of time. It'll help uh, patients be diagnosed. And instead of having to wait weeks, which is the vital parts for somebody that might have cancer, this would be something that cuts that time and in months so now they're just waiting a few hours if not just a few minutes to get that answer and that's huge um, for the advancement of technology but if you are somebody who's unbelieving and you see people be able to that weren't able to see see now because of technology people that weren't were able to hear now can hear now you know all these different now you can live longer so the question comes up what's the point of god what's the point of Christianity if it's always talking about heaven is gonna be this final destination where we've received all these, the healings and you know no more tears. But now you're saying, hey, I could really kind of reprogram the humanity, the, the humans to not experience a lot of those same things the pain and suffering that makes us human. So this brings up a philosophy and morality and all these ethical questions. Um, so that's why, even though we're on the edge of this abundance of uh, of anything we want at any time, we can live longer. We have better health. So, what? Where? How's God going to be involved in this? How's How's the Scripture? How's He going to be held up when the a lot of what Je- the miracles Jesus were doing could be replicated by uh, AI in the future? But yeah. the word the word says that you know these signs aren't. It's going to be signs like this. You know, there's going to so we first repent. We, uh, we have to know like the false prophet and the beasts, and all. You know, I don't want to get into too much revelation on that, but <laughs> all these things they were producing the, the same kind of uh, results like the kind of fire from the sky, signs of wonders, right? And that kind of looked like what Jesus is doing, but isn't. And uh, being able to know that information to be like, there's not, there's a lot more than just to the signs and wonders, right? There's something deeper that we have to wrestle with as humans. And the foundation of it is that when Adam and Eve sinned, that sin didn't just stop there, but it affected all of their descendants after. Yeah. It's something that's affecting us till today. And there's there's something that when we build these AI systems, that they're not gonna be made in the perfect image of God and that they are going to be biases and corruption and manipulation that are built into because things that are built are this very corrupt and you know fallen uh, fallen creatures right so the whole point of that is that this it's a, it's a it's a interesting time because a lot of these things that you know were mythical in the old times are going to kind of start becoming real and how are the youth especially, how are they going to be able to handle those kinds of conversations in the future with the future atheists who is a worshiper of the AI God who gives him everything that he wants and needs whenever he wants it. So what makes that AI God different from the God we serve? And the earlier we can have these conversations, the more we can bring them up, not be fearful of them the better we can prepare our youth and even adults who don't know too much about AI to be able to answer those questions and be confident that this has, this has not deviated from God's plan yeah. or overall purpose in the Christian life. This is something he, over, he, he knew would come. He said, what, like Solomon, who was full of wisdom, he was the wisest man to ever live. People were coming, like uh, Queen of, the Queen of Sheba came to him seeking wisdom. And then Jesus says that, uh, that this uh, rejoice because there's greater wisdom, right? It has come. Uh, greater wisdom than Solomon, greater wisdom than uh, the queen of the South and all these things. There's a great, there's something different. There's, there's something that the AI would never, never be able to do. There's something missing from it. Just like the smartest person that's an atheist, can, there's something he can't grasp about the Bible that somebody that has zero education can grasp. So, te- technology, all it is, is increasing that gap of the, the, our brains, which is super intelligent, su- can put all the information together, can spit out different things out of it. Uh, but that's, that's, th- there's a difference between that. Because if you think that that's, that's where a lot of uh, people fall short, is that the smarter you are, right? The more advanced we become, the less we need God. The, the more advanced, somebody, smarter somebody is, the more they realize, oh, God is just a fairy tale or myth. So that's the misconception. Or the more advanced society becomes, the more they realize that they don't need God. Uh, these, you know, that's a lot of reason people leave Christianity because they're like, "Oh, I'm too smart for this. This is Santa Claus, right?"
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, understanding that that li- like, the, the advancement is going to just expose how futile and how foolish the world, the not the wisdom of this world is, and that uh, this Computer will be able to spit out all that we needed to spit out, like gardening, like the Bible. It'll give us all, it can read the whole Bible and cross-reference it, but it doesn't understand it. it doesn't, it can't grasp what Jesus, it'll tell us, yeah, Jesus died on the cross uh, uh, for the atonement of our sins. And now that we, so we could be made right before God and, and have a relationship with him. But he can, exp- the robot's just saying that because somebody, because the Bible says that first of all, it's, that's why it's saying it and then it's, it's or somebody wrote about it but it's not an experience that a robot no matter how advanced in the future it will be because a lot of people are worried about oh what if it's conscious what if it's self-aware what if it's um you know what if it's it knows different things? but the thing is like it can't that, that's why it has it, it's a it's a lot of parts of a lot of data in in, in the system that's producing it and that, and no matter how advanced we will get, right, we'll never get to that point. And no matter how yeah. uh, convincing it might seem, because that's a, that's the only difference that will happen is that AI will be so advanced that it'll be like me talking to you, and you won't be able to tell because it has yeah. it was built into per, certain personality, certain set of rules, and and uh, output and results. And then a regular human will talk to it like, oh, I didn't know you were a robot. Like, that's that's coming up in the future. But if we, and then a lot of people will be on the AI side advocating for the AI rights because they have been convinced that this thing is is like legit, real. And so, that's oh, man, that, big, almost, yeah.
0: that almost sounds like prophecy. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just telling you, it's 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 uh, yeah,
1: it's crazy, but it's not nothing that we as sure. Christians should be fearful of because you know, it says, Greater is he that's in us than those that are in the world. No matter, right. that doesn't, you know, some people, that was true in 100 AD when they had no, no type of technology that could, or Google or anything that, or air, airplanes that could fly you across the world. But it's still going to be true 100 years from now, too, if Jesus hasn't come back, where sure. we can still be rooted and be confident in the hope that we have. So
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we have time for one more question. And so mm-hmm. I want to I want to end with a practical one Yeah. Uh, with this being AI and being a student ministry podcast and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you hope to see AI advance in student ministry?
1: yeah so that's a big part like the whole reason
0: you know i am there's
1: there's a special there's a special place for the youth in this whole process especially in this time and that they are in 10 years are going to be about my age 25 a lot of them are going to be either entering into the workforce uh you know all these different things that begin about 10 about 10 years but at the same time the, the world that we know today is not going to be at all like it is going to be in 10 years. So preparing them, um, preparing them for just with knowledge about this, you know, this artificial intelligence and what it's going to do, what kind of jobs would be able to uh, improve or actually what kind of jobs aren't even going to be around in 10 years. So now they're going to be, so now you're not only, you know, you're helping them spiritually, but you also want to, you know, like uh, want to be like the prudent uh, manager, like it says that you know we might know God, but we don't usually put these things into practice, or we're fearful to put these things into practice. So I, I am, I am praying and hope and hope and know that our this generation of youth that we're ministering to are going to be well, uh, well known. Pretty pretty knowledgeable about AI and the consequences, the and the benefits that it's going to have, and how they can apply it to their spiritual personal personal spiritual growth, and be able to um, you know ask it hard questions without having to uh, to be afraid that it's going to give it something that doesn't want to he- that they don't want to hear, and then uh, be able to mass produce uh, the availability and accessibility of these apps that. They can engage in on a daily basis that can help them, uh, you know, do just like you. You were doing like you're doing a Bible app where uh, people can come in and read the Bible and then stay engaged with you and everybody else, the other 20 other people that are in there. Um, So same thing with AI. How we? It's just going to be a like. There's going to be like an app that makes it just really easy to bible studies to stay engaged to stay interested in topics to gather your friends together and to have a personal kind of uh you know bible plan for each other that's very suited for uh really well suited for um what what the individual is going through and and then also having the confidence that it's not really diluting what the bible is doing in our lives already it's just Help it's just like uh, the Bible app that you can open up and be able to jump through different sections of the Bible to reference and to help you get a full picture of what God is doing. And so my 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 like back to what I was saying, like my hope for the for the youth is that they take advantage of this and they're not afraid to go ahead of this and to learn more about this and to to know that God is gonna is able to use these things because um because he wants us to increase in knowledge. He wants us to increase in wisdom and understanding. And the fact is that this AI won't be able to take, replace that experience away from Christians, no matter how advanced it gets. It only makes it uh, easier for us to just get, instead of, you know, like we were saying, we'd spend hours and hours trying to get this information. Some people give up in in that process, but if we can get it like that, it doesn't stop us from, oh, okay, I get it now. I, I fully understand, no, the you know, God is so deep, isn't that, you know, way deeper than AI will ever be able to get, way wider than AI would ever be able to get and the heights, right? So being able to be fully confident that when you ask it, it will give you an answer that just leads you to more questions that leads you to a deeper relationship with God. And that's the key to this whole thing is how do we use these AI systems? to help us deepen our relationship with God and to help us see what's already in us. It's not creating anything new, but it's revealing something that's already uh, been given to us by by God himself.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, and I think that's an exciting question for the future of what is this going to be? What is going to take place? How is this going to 20 years from now, mm-hmm. um, something we look back at and be like man can you imagine like can you remember when we thought this was going to be a bad thing um kind of thing like that as everybody has i mean yeah um we just have to keep looking for opportunities to uh, advance and enhance the kingdom on earth. Um, and we can do that through technology just as we can do it through relationships and everything else. And so what a great, great conversation. Um, lastly, do you have any resources that you might've looked into, um, that had a little more information on this topic, um, or anything like that, that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah. So I really, uh, um, I recommend one, one podcast, and it's by the name of Lex Friedman. And so, Lex Friedman, um, it's not a, it's not like a, a religious or religious podcast, but it's a, uh, it's probably the best AI podcast. which it's not just AI, but technology overall and the future and all these different things. Uh, he he does a really good job. He interviews like the C- CEOs of Open Mind, which is the the people that are actually running these. AI systems. It, he has like a personal conversation with these people one on one, and uh, and it helps you see where that person is. This that person that like created this chatbot? Know what it really is going to be about? What information can we take from him uh, on how he's building it? And then he build ha- whoever did build it. He knows what am I what what am I holding in the future? So um, he just does. Lex Friedman does a really good job asking. Great questions to his to, um, host. And he, and it's a variety of different people in the technology industry. And yeah. so look, check out Lex Friedman. He's, he's interviewed Elon Musk. He interviewed uh, Sam, who is the guy that uh, started the OpenAI. He's interviewed, uh, di- you know, so many different other people that uh, have their hands in the AI industry. I yeah. they're the frontiers of it. And then another uh, uh place I would go is Coursera, which is a um which is a learning uh website, Coursera, and it helps and i I actually did this for a little bit and got my certification in in uh, machine learning because I was just trying to learn i wanted to do computer science a little bit, and that's something I was diving into but um it's super it's it's like fifty bucks like like you can take fifty bucks and then it'll give you hundreds uh, of uh, information about and, and courses about uh, technology, how it works, all these little different uh, programming uh, classes that you can take. And this isn't just like, oh, it's a junior college somewhere. No, these are actually Stanford professors. Uh, the guy's name is Andrew A. Uh, and he's just been, he's super cool, uh, super, he's simple, he's very, he's very, uh very, Easy to understand uh, when he's explaining these very complex topics, and that's really been uh, helpful in kind of uh, seeing this AI thing. Instead of you know, some people think it's like super alien, but it's really just numbers, zeros and ones, are being plugged in in a sort of algorithm that gives you something else. And so, if you can understand how all those things all those things work, then it not only will help you see and understand it, but it will you can participate and the, the kind of applications that you can create if you want to create a website that's possible uh, and then all these different things and so those are the two and then the last one would be another podcast a youtube channel called unbelievable and it's a, a lot of christian uh it's christian mathemat- mathematicians christian philosophers christian scientists uh and they just have conversations with each other debates sometimes q and a's here and there and they just talk about the future, and they talk about philosophy and the meaning of, of life, but it's it's Christian-based, and they and he's and the guy who hosts it is not afraid to bring in opposing beliefs, that, and so he has two different people that one's a believer and one's an unbeliever, and you just hear both sides, and it's really good to know where an unbeliever's head is at when they're having these kinds of topics, and so uh, just diving into those things is really important. Uh, Lex Friedman podcast really good for just overall technology and everything and then uh, the unbelievable podcast which is christian based and helps you kind of navigate through uh the different trends that are coming into the world from a uh, christian lens and then the coursera which gets you the practical knowledge and you actually can put your hands in there and see how these programs that are coming into the world work from from the ground from the ground up so that's awesome Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I I have a few more that I'd like to throw into that. And Mm -hmm. just real quick, while you're listening to this, um, Mm -hmm. you can go to our website um, and view this particular episode on our website. And in the show notes, we provide links to all of these to where you can go and visit all these sites and look at all these resources yourself. Um, so all of those are available on our website in the show notes for this episode. Um, you can go to student and this one should be on there where you can search, you can search episode 103, or you can type in the topic and it will pop up. Um, but then the other ones that I'd like to throw, I, there are three books. Um, that are really important, especially when we talk about ministry to uh, students or ministry to families, Mm. which is a big part of who we are. Um, There is a book by Andy Crouch um, Mm. that is The Tech Wise Family, Everyday Steps for Putting Technology in Its Proper Place, um, which talks about technology in the house, technology with family, um, and using technology in healthy and balanced ways. Um, Mm. A absolute must read for anybody in ministry is um, Communicating for a Change, Seven Mm -hmm. Keys to Irresistible Communication by Andy Stanley. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily focused on technology, but this book provides insights on how technology can be used to enhance communication and ministry. Um, Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, there's a book by Justin Wise called The Social Church. A Theology of Digital Communication, and this Mm. book explores technology and social media and how it can be used in effective ways to connect churches with their congregations and their communities. Um, And then there's two uh, websites that I use pretty often as well. Um, It's Church Tech Today. Um, And they offer articles and resources on how churches can effectively use technology and ministries. And then there's access.org. And access.org is more of a family. Um, website but it talks about what students are currently doing with technology what the current trends are how to properly navigate and manage these techno- technological trends as they arise and i'm sure as ai continues to develop access will be on the forefront of that conversation about mm-hmm. how to allow that and how to use that um, and manage it properly in your home so all all great um, resources, uh, man, what a, what an interesting episode, yeah. what a fun episode as far as a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess my last question for you is how can people connect with you, whether that be social yeah. media or email or anything else? Um, mm-hmm. how can people yeah. reach out?
1: So, um, you, you can definitely reach out by email. If you ever need anything, it's at, uh, Earls. E-A-R-L-E-S at broadview.church or you can uh, shoot me a text anytime at 325-518-1490. And so a lot of the time, if you want to get with me on my uh, my Instagram is also open. I I like to post a lot of uh, some of the trending topics, um, scripture uh, topics here and there, but you can follow me at David underscore girls yeah e-a-r-l-e-s and uh, but yeah those are the three kind of uh, platforms that i use most and so if you want to reach out please do i'd love to continue these conversations i'm a big fan of uh where the future is going to you know take us especially in ministry and uh trying to help our youth prepare for for that
0: Yeah, and that's awesome. And just in the fashion of this episode, um, ChatGPT wrote the closing. Um, So I'm going to read it and we'll (laughs) go from there. But thank you for joining us on the Student Ministry Conversations podcast. We hope that you have gained valuable insights and practical tools for your ministry and students. Our goal is to continue to provide resources and conversations that inspire and equip you to effectively disciple the next generation. We look forward to having you join us for future episodes as we explore the many facets of student ministry together. And until next time, Keep investing in the lives of your students and empowering them to be lifelong followers of Christ. Amen. Love you guys. Hope you have a great week. And we will, uh, we hope to uh, see you next week. All right.
1: Thank y'all.